Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Pastor Ross as he comes to share the word this morning. Thank you, Peter. Wow, wow. God is so good. What a great day to be in the house of God. I was watching the news this week and I saw the most amazing thing. Did anyone see this? The water going through the desert and starting to reach Lake Eyre in the middle of the... Did anyone see that water coming? And here's this photographer and you can see the water just trickling down this river and then all of a sudden it just starts to burst forth and starts to fill that huge indoor lake. And then they got a photo of some of the craziest, keenest sportsmen in the world. They are the indoor sailing club, that, the outdoor sailing club in inland Australia. They wait about once every 10 years they go sailing when the water hits Lake Eyre. I thought, they are fanatics. <laughs> they have to wait till it fills up. But as I was watching, I thought, how awesome is that, that that living water came and they said within weeks there'll be tens of thousands of pelicans will fly from all over Australia there and all the... the, the uh, the young fish and crabs that are dormant in the mud for years all of a sudden spring to life and within weeks that whole lake is teeming with life while ever there's water there. I thought, wow, your creation's amazing. And then I thought, how awesome is your water of living water flowing into our hearts? Let's reach up to heaven for a moment. Let's just thank God for the the flow of the living water of Jesus that fills our lives. Maybe you're feeling a bit dry and thirsty today, or maybe your heart's just full and God wants to fill it and overflow it some more. Father, I thank you for the living water that you bring into our lives. Thank you, Lord, it flows. Lord, it fills us and overflows out to the dry and thirsty people around us. Holy Spirit, let your word just be life to us today. I thank you for your blessing and your healing and you're overflowing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everyone said? Amen. Let's take our seats. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. We had a great night at the Baptist Church, and well over 400 people were there, and what a great night. Our worship team was on, and uh, Peter and the, the team were sharing. It was just so good, and some of our chaplains were interviewed, and it was just so much fun to sit with the body of Christ. And I just thank God for unity, because that's where He commands the blessing. John 7.38, I mentioned this last week and it just kept burning in my heart during the week and when I saw that uh, picture of that river flowing I thought yes. John 7.38 says, he who believes in me, who cleaves to me and trusts in me and relies on me as scripture has said from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of water. Did you hear that? Out of your innermost being shall flow springs and rivers, not just a trickle, but rivers of living water are flowing out of your soul every day. And it's amazing. We just don't realize sometimes the effect of our lives. I went to the survey (coughs) this week, one that I don't normally go to, and uh, as I'm going to pay for my fuel, the manager just happened to come out of his office and he says, wow, you were preaching on fire on Sunday night. And I realized that he was there at the Pentecostals. I've never met him before. Obviously goes to another church. So we had about a one-minute conversation and the attendants there listening in. And I thought, wow, you never know who your life touches. You never know where the river flows through our lives, in your business, in your home, in your workplace, in our neighborhood, at the, uh, at the gym or wherever we go. Of living water flowing out of you, reaching out and touching people's lives. And sometimes they just grab it. They receive something that gets a hold of their heart. I want to stir you today that all of us carry this living water inside. The Holy Spirit, if you're born again, the Spirit of God's within you. And He wants us to be rivers of living water, not just a trickle, 
The enemy will try and block up the flow. He will try and stop the flow. Some of you have seen uh, over in Canada and, and North America how the beavers build their dams and they stop the flow of the water so they can trap the fish and, and do whatever else they do. They, they chop down the trees with their big front buck teeth and they build their own dam to stop the flow. And the enemy will try and stop the flow in our lives but through fear, anxiety, pressure, schemes of the enemy to try and rob your identity. But today I want to stir your heart so that there's a river of living water that's filling and overflowing and we want to keep it fresh. We don't want it to be blocked. We want it to be springing up in, in, in our soul and overflowing. That's what our church does. That's what you individually do. There are rivers of living water. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. And I've learned that if I let the Spirit of God keep bubbling up in my heart, if I try and keep my heart full every day, it's amazing. There's a freedom that comes in your soul. You start to feel, even when the, the attacks come and the, the pressures come and, and people's opinions come out and it just bubbles up inside. And sometimes when I'm worshipping or praying or in, especially when we're in church, I feel like I'm going to burst inside sometimes. You just sort of, you, everything's just bubbling inside does anyone else have that or am I a bit strange you know it's like you're, you're bubbling inside and I know Mary Lynn occasionally when the spirit of God hits her her whole stomach starts to jump inside your spirit is so alive and God wants us to know this river of living water so today I've got four key words for our message it's really easy to remember the first one is flow they all rhyme so the first one is flow God wants us to flow continuously in the life of the Spirit. Now, life can get demanding, draining. There's physical sickness. There's so much pressure around our lives. But here's a beautiful verse that Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 in the message. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That is such a powerful, powerful thought. Because when you learn the unforced rhythms of grace, you don't have to strive. You don't have to try and prove yourself that, and, and try and get God's favor on your life. It's grace. You've already got it on your life through Jesus. But sometimes we're so busy striving to fulfill our goals and our destinies. We have to work hard. We have to study. We have to be diligent and keep our hearts right. But there's unforced rhythms of grace that flow. Because when you're in your gift and calling and you've got a right attitude, there'll be a flow about your life most of the time. I've always said if you don't enjoy what you're doing and find a flow in your life, at least 90% of the time you're either in the wrong place or doing it the wrong way. Because God's designed us to have a flow. There's, there's life, whatever your gift, whatever you're doing, there's a flow, there's a creativity, there's a joy, there's an energy, there's a reward. You always have your tough days and there's a challenge of growing where you feel a bit insecure and unsettled. But God wants us to have a flow happening. As a parent, you get stretched, but there's a flow happening. As a student, there's a flow happening. God's calling us to have that. It goes on and says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
Wow, wow, wow. Some of us are overburdened and overwhelmed with life. We have our stretching times. But I believe God wants us to learn to have this flow where you're in the zone and there's a, there's a, a life source flowing through you. And I want to encourage you to, if you're not sure where that is, say, God, where do I fit? Lord, if, do I need to adjust the way I do it? Am I trying to do it on my own instead of working in a team where we can flow together? And I believe that God's calling us to step up and to stir up that river within and let the flow happen. It's interesting, this verse, Jesus didn't just say, come follow me. He said, come to me. He says, come to me. We all follow him as believers, but he says, come to me and discover that place of rest and refreshing. And sometimes we just got to readjust our priorities in the busyness of life and study and relationships and challenges in life. Just come to him, whatever that looks like for you. I find if I come to the Lord every day, when I get up in the morning, I thank God for the day. And when I'm driving to work, I often say, Holy Spirit, I know you live within me. Let the flow happen today. Just, just being conscious that there's a flow going to happen. And, and you know the challenges I've got today, the decisions I've got to make, those difficult people I've got to somehow connect with. But Lord, I pray for a flow to happen, that there'll be life flowing out of me. The um, Passion Version says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I'll refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Why does that sound like the life you're living or does that sound like some pipe dream that's just out there and thinking, boy, I wish, I wish the Christian life was really like that. I believe there's flow and seasons in our life that God's calling us to get into that place of connection to Him and the river flowing through our life. If you feel the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, I do that every day and it helps just release our soul. The enemy tries to stop the flow. It's like when you're watering the garden, you go and turn the hose on and there's no water coming out the end. Sometimes it's because it wasn't connected properly and it, it comes off the tap. And it usually happens by the time you're out to the furthest extent of the hose or there's a kink in the hose and sure enough, it's when you're just going around the corner to water that plant or that bush or those veggies and you've got to go back and find the twist or the kink in the hose. Because when you got that, there's no flow, only frustration. And sometimes, if the hose has been left fly out in the sun for too long, you turn it on and it just spurts out through all the holes and the cracks. You think, this is useless. Some of our lives spurt out everywhere instead of having a flow and a focus. And I've learned if you're focused in what God's called you to do, there's, there's an energy in your workplace, in your career, whatever it is. And sometimes we get tired and worn out. The enemy tries to steal from us or other people's opinions pressure us. But when we have that flow of life, there's, there's energy, there's fruitfulness, there's joy, there's reward. There's an overcoming story that brings praise to Jesus. Sort out the kinks, get the blockages out and let the water flow. Let the life flow. And that's what God's doing in our church and in our lives. 
And, and what a joy it is when you work together with other people that are in the flow as well. It just gets multiplied. It really does in our life groups, in our teams. Thank God for that flow that happens. One of the verses I read last week, I want to read it again, is Acts 1.8. It says, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might. That's what the Amplified says that word means. So it's dynamic power, it's ability, efficiency, and might. In other words, God says you don't have to stay with your present limited ability. You can become more efficient and God will add and multiply so that you become more fruitful. And often we think, well, I don't have the skills to do that. I've learned if you keep your heart open and keep learning and growing that there'll be an increase and the Holy Spirit will empower you. He can empower you for his gifts and his anointing over your life. Some families, when they have kids, they say, I don't know how to be a parent. God equips you, gives you wisdom. He's got his training manual. You talk to others and in ministry. You say, I want to help serve. I don't know how to do it. We need some more musicians, don't we, Matt? There's some people sitting in our church that I reckon can play instruments and you're a bit scared to come up and let people know because you think, well, I'm not as good as them. Hey, we just want people that are willing to grow and learn and use what you've got. And we'll see what God can do. There's others have got different gifts here. We'd love to have a team that video all of our services so we can put it up on our website. I regularly get visitors saying, do you video your service? I said, no, we don't have a big enough team. He says, you've got to get them because what you're sharing here needs to go out and touch more people. We need other people that can come and help do other things in our church with evangelism and outreach and exercise our creativity. And Mary Lynn shared a couple weeks ago about Bayside Care and hospitality and visiting and counselling. And there's so many things. And it's all of us say, hey, there's a flow in my life. I'm available. I'm not going to stay disconnected or the tap turned off. We're going to work together and see how many people we can let the river of living water touch across our city, across our community and beyond. How awesome is that? Let's not be disconnected and let's not be someone with a blockage, but let the life flow for his kingdom. Thank you for it, Lord. So number one's flow. Secondly, if you get in the flow, then there'll be a growing don't settle for fear, negativity, limitations, but live in the Holy Spirit's flow of energy, creativity, gifts, power, and strength. I'm doing things today that I never, ever dreamed I would be doing because I just kept saying yes to the Holy Spirit. I just, all my life, I've just kept saying yes to the Holy Spirit. And I know some, when I was growing up and a young, uh, in the youth group, there were other people who were much more gifted than me. Some people had much more intelligence or creativity or ability to speak publicly or write out sermons. I found it hard work, but I said I'm available, just keep flowing through me. So I've just refused to give up. I'm one who just never stops, but just say, God, keep teaching us how to lead, how to grow. I still read lots of books on leadership and, and I am um, love learning and, and pressing in because you can't stop. If you stop growing, you start dying. <laughs> you really do. And God's saying, hey, let the river flow and let's keep growing and see what he'll do. So secondly, he'll grow. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I just want to look at one of them today, and that's kindness. 
Love is patient. Love is kind. How awesome when kindness flows through your life. It's one of those gifts. Not all of us can preach or play an instrument or uh, go and teach a class of kids and, uh, or be in part of the uh, kids' ministry, but we can all be kind. We can all let the river of kindness flow through our hearts, those little deeds of kindness. Romans 2.4 talks about this. Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? God wants His kindness to overflow in your heart and your life. The uh, Amplified Version says, Are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of His kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will. Wow, God's kindness. It's like a river. It's, it flows into our hearts and our lives. The message version says, you didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or do you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he is not soft. Oh, not a Father Christmas. God soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. Wow, God doesn't want us to stay where we are, but for us to keep growing, to keep flowing, to let his grace overflow our hearts so that you become more and more fruitful and a blessing to those around us. Because that river is not meant to be locked up inside. What happens if the water's there for too long? It goes stale. Every now and then I talk to people and say, oh, there's not much happening in my Christian life. I'm just a bit bored with things. My life's a bit stale. I say, really? I said, let me take you by the hand and let's get some stale water out of you and let some fresh water come. Because if you don't pour out what you got, then there's no room to put the fresh stuff in. It's like you have that, those plastic water bottles and you leave them in the car for a few weeks and then you go to drink it. It just tastes horrible. But you fill it up fresh every day. It's, it's refreshing water to your body. And that's what we are spiritually. That's why we need to release what we have every week. Be showing kindness and love and grace and care to one another and practice on those that live in your household. Because they're always the toughest ones. Because they know you so well. And they know how to press the buttons or trigger things off in your soul. But God's put them there so that you can learn to flow with kindness. Kindness. Let it overflow your heart. Let that kindness be like a river out of your soul. The uh, Passion Version says, Do the riches of His extraordinary kindness make you take Him for granted and despise Him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding has been to you? Don't mistake His tolerance for acceptance. Do you realize that all the wealth of His extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you into repentance? Wow, isn't that so beautiful? Melt your heart. How often you feel awful because you've let God down or you 
just beat yourself up and, and we, the enemy tries to rob your identity and your acceptance and your purpose. And sometimes we just beat ourselves up. But the kindness of God draws us and says, hey, I love you so much. I've got something fresh for your heart and your life. So number one is flow. Number two is grow. The third one is show. When you let the flow happen and you grow in it, it's going to show to others. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dear beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. God wants that to flow out of you. Hospitality is a great way to show love and kindness. Just hospitality. How long since you've invited someone out for a cuppa? Or you've got them home for a meal? Or you've got together and just done something hospitable? Or you've stopped here at church for 10 minutes after the service instead of rushing off and you found someone you didn't know and invited them to have a cuppa with you? That's hospitality and kindness. It could change their life and it might change yours. I have some of the most amazing times... you ask Mary Lynn, I'm all a buzz after church. I can wind down. I can't sleep some Sunday nights for hours because I've met some of the most amazing people every Sunday. I meet people that have just moved to town. I meet someone else that is so excited because they've just found Jesus. And they said, wow, my life has been chaos for 30 years, but today I've felt God's love for the first time. And then they start to cry and you pray for them. Mate, I just get so energized by, and just one 30 seconds of kindness in grabbing someone's hand and praying God's blessing over their life. That does something for you that like nothing else So kindness and hospitality, just finding space in our world for that 30 seconds, that five minutes or that hour where you connect with someone. You make that phone call thinking, I really should ring them up or send them an encouraging text and the end of the week's come and you still haven't got there and the next time you see them you feel guilty because how's your week been? Oh, it's been terrible. I think, yeah, I meant to contact you. God's been telling me all week to show you some kindness. Just do it. And you'll feel the joy that flows. And I want to encourage you, just let's continue to be hospitable. Let's show kindness. Let that flow out of our hearts and it'll show. Romans 12, 8 says, If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take this responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So when you do kindness, you can't hide it, it shows. And don't have a false humility saying, well, I don't want people to see what God's given me. No, just let it flow. And they'll, they'll see it and they'll get, bring glory to God. And it flows on in Matthew five fourteen. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. It gives light to everyone and shine before others that they may see your good deeds and... Glorify their Father in heaven. (coughs) Be kind with your words. It's so easy to speak words of anger, frustration. Just be kind with our words. And the last point is, if you grow, flow, grow, show, and then you'll know. People will know. The Bible says in John 13, 34, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Wow. How do people know? How we treat one another with kindness and love. People are watching our lives all the time. They know we're Christians by our love. 
by our kindness, by our hospitality, by our sharing. I think what a beautiful And sometimes God will throw you with people that you wouldn't normally connect with. Don't pull back from it. Say, God, how can I touch this person's life and how can I grow and learn? 1 John 3.16, the last verse says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and a sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children... Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Wow. I thank God for this church. I look around and I see kindness and acts of grace flowing all the time. And as many of them will never know, but God sees them all the time. I want to encourage you, just let the kindness flow. Don't don't block the flow. And some of you think, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. I've learned, just let the flow happen and often it washes out the rubbish out of our souls. We can spend a lifetime trying to get our hearts right and I just, I just found the Lord just uses me as I am and then He helps clean me up in the process. We're all Christians under construction. We all are. And God's working in us and through us all the time. And I pray, Lord, keep my heart clean and soft. But I've learned just letting it flow, there's a life that comes with it. And sometimes we get frustrated because we're not doing what we're meant to be doing. It's like the group of fishermen that went fishing. And winter came in, it was so cold, and they were going to go fishing, and it was a blizzard came. For two days they were locked up in this fishing cabin and just about killing each other. Because they'd gone to fish, and it was too, so, the weather was so bad they couldn't fish. So they're just so angry and frustrated with one another. But as soon as the weather cleared a bit and they went out, they had the most amazing day. The people they hated the day before, they now loved because they're helping each other catch the fish, doing what they were meant to do. And I find a lot of people live frustrated, anxious lives because we're just not doing what God's called us to do. If you're a parent, be the best parent possible. If you're a teacher, if you're a nurse or a doctor, If you're a social worker or a carer, a mechanic, whatever we do, let's do it with all of our heart and let's see what flows. And I find there's a joy and fulfillment comes in the process by just sharing what we have. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Let's stand in His presence. Rivers of living water. So we let the flow happen. We'll grow. Then it'll show, and then others will know what's going on on the inside of us. How beautiful is that? Let's take a moment as the worship team comes to thank God that He's loved us and showed us His mercy and grace. None of us deserve it. Just thank Him for that beautiful flow in our lives. Maybe you're here today saying, boy, I'm feeling a bit dry and thirsty. That flow... Boy, I wish that was happening in my life because it just, just does not feel like that right now. There are seasons. And sometimes we're under pain and loss or change. But God doesn't want us to stay there and live there. He wants us to be flowing in what He's put within our hands and hearts.
Let your presence right now just draw us. Holy Spirit, just release a flow over our heart. Let's reach up to heaven for a moment. Just let, just let the beautiful presence of God. I want you to, as you lift your heart and hands, just thank Him for the gift of your life. Thank Him for His Holy Spirit that lives within you. Thank Him for all the opportunities He gives you. And I want you also to just give maybe any frustrations or tiredness or kinks in the flow of your life saying, God, I just want those out of the way so I can really love and be kind and hospitable like you've created me to be. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.